What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Matt Rinky, the founder of Illumination Wealth, coming to you with another episode of the Sharing the Illumination Wealth podcast. For those of you joining us for the first time, this show is here to help you achieve the greatest return on your entire financial life. We do this by addressing your wealth building and wealth creation from the inside out. Think of the convergence of personal development along with the growth of your financial intelligence and emotional intelligence. This show is here and we want you to listen in order to strategically design your life and wealth for enduring financial independence. Now this month, we've been talking a lot about taxes. It's on everybody's mind. Everyone's getting their financial documents hopefully organized to file your tax returns. You're getting your 1099s in the mail. And if you have a business, your tax return is due on March 15th. You can file an extension. And for those of you who, you know, own a business, perhaps it makes sense to file an extension because your risk of audit is actually lower if you file an extension. But beyond that, what we want to talk about today is income streams and the differences in those income streams and how they are taxed because it's important for you as somebody who is looking to create financial freedom you need to understand how to make money but also keep more of what you make and that's what being wealthy is about it's not just the amount of money that you make it's the amount of money that you actually keep. Part of that is through the way that you spend your life, how much you spend on your lifestyle. The other factor is your tax situation because taxes, as we talked about last time, are likely the biggest expense in your budget, even though you don't see it that way. So it's really important that we get this income and tax situation down right for our financial independence and wealth building. Now, one out of five millionaires actually pays a lower tax rate than people who are making fifty, dollars $100,000. It's very, very common for that to be the case. And you need to understand that not all income is created equal. There's different types of income that are taxed differently and preferentially, and you need to understand that. So if you want to make more money, have more money in your bank accounts, your investment accounts, have more free time and paying less in taxes, you need to grow your intelligence around how money works and how your income works and to make it work properly for you. So I want to discuss some of these different income streams and how they differ in taxes. So this has the mindset shift to understand these different components, but there's also some tactical quantitative information here around these differences in tax brackets. So first things first, most people are pretty much aware of earned income or a salary. Now earned income, this is income that you earn for actually doing something, performing a service, being paid for a job, essentially trading your time for money. You could be an employee somewhere or you could be an employee working with yourself. So when it comes to earned income, this earned income is taxable at 
the highest tax brackets. And this is where most people start off in the wealth building process. You get a job for somebody else, which is not a typical and it's not a bad thing. But you need to understand that your earned income has the highest tax brackets. The highest tax brackets are 37% federally for earned income. So you need to be aware of that number, 37%. Now earned income also has payroll taxes associated with it that is separate and distinct from the federal tax brackets and the state tax brackets. So you will be paying, call it 7.65% of payroll taxes on earned income as well. So depending upon the amount of income you make, a significant portion of that earned income can go to taxes. So you need to be aware of that earned income. And when you only have earned income, there's very little tax deductions that you can take to offset and reduce your taxable income and reduce your tax brackets. So there's very little flexibility in earned income alone. The most common mortgage interest deduction when you own a home. Property taxes, not likely even a tax deduction for anybody making $100,000 nowadays living in a high cost, high tax state like California or New York or even Illinois. So earned income is the first line of income that you need to understand and you need to understand that it's taxed at its highest rates compared to the other income streams. Now, the next income stream that you need to understand is your business profit and business income. And this money is basically earned by you creating a profit on a good or a service that you sell. So if I were to sell baseball bats and they cost me $50 to make and I sold them for $150, that $100 profit is business income. And business income is taxed differently than earned income. And what's unique about business income is that one, you're not paying payroll tax on the business income. So where you have to pay social security and Medicare on earned income, your business profit does not have that payroll tax associated with it when you own a business, when you have a corporation. And also with the new tax plan in place, this is something that we even touched on last week, business income gets a 20% lower tax rate than your typical earned income tax rate, tax bracket. So if you're in the 37% tax bracket federally on earned income, your business income is going to be taxed closer to 29% than 37%. So business income is treated more favorably than earned employment income. But even beyond that is that business has so many additional tax deductions that you cannot take as simply an employee somewhere. You can get deductions for business travel, for meals, for cell phone, for home office, for your car. You have the ability to contribute more to retirement plan accounts, whereas an employee can contribute $19,000 to a 401k. Depending upon your income as a business owner, you can contribute $56,000. So having a business allows you to reduce your taxes. And so as we move across the different income quadrants, business profit is more favorable than earned income and a salary. So you need to understand that. And this is where it's important for us to be thinking that even if we have a job, a great job that we love, it still can be very valuable in your wealth creation strategy to find a way to have a side business where you can get additional tax 
deduction opportunities, lower tax brackets, more retirement plan savings opportunities. Very, very powerful strategy. And so as we've created income from our business, from our employment, we need to then convert that to investment income. And there's different sources of investment income. Now, one I want to talk to you about is dividend income. And dividend income is basically money that you are paid as a return when you own shares in a company. For example, if you own Apple stock, it pays a dividend of approximately 1.7%. So for every $100 invested, you're going to get a dividend, a check from Apple of $1.70. Now, qualified dividends have unique tax treatment. They are taxed at a rate of 15% to 20%. So now think about your investment income. Your earned income is taxed up to 37%. Dividends are taxed at 15 to 20%, a lot lower than what earned income makes. So your investment income in this case is taxed differently, more favorably than earned income. Now, that's one area of investing. There's also capital gains tax. And these investment income taxes are lower because the tax code favors this because you are risking your money to get a return, to create jobs and the like. So the tax code has favored this type of investment versus earned income. Now, long-term capital gains are when you invest in an asset and that asset goes up over time and then you sell it. And when you sell it, it's a it's a long it's a gain and that gain is then taxed at capital gains tax rates. So if I were to buy a stock, let's say Apple again, and I put $100,000 into Apple, and over the last three years, Apple stock grew to $200,000. I now have a $100,000 gain. That gain is now taxed at a capital gains tax bracket. What is the capital gains tax bracket? It's anywhere from zero to 20%, most commonly 15% to 20%. Now think about this. What is earned income tax bracket rates? up to 37%. So you can see how the investment strategy, the investment income favors, is more favorable than earned income and working income. Warren Buffett, most of his wealth has been created using capital gains. He shares a story about how his tax bracket is lower than the tax bracket of his secretary and office manager. Why, despite the fact that he makes millions and millions and millions of dollars per year, he has very little earned income. He basically takes a salary of $1 per year. All of his other income is through capital gains and through dividends primarily, not the income that is taxed at the highest brackets. So most of his wealth has been created through capital gains. And another thing is that when you invest in an asset, such as a stock or a business or a piece of real estate, and it grows over time, the capital gain, there's no tax on it until you actually sell. So many of Warren Buffett's holdings have huge gains, but he's held them forever and he's not paying tax yet he's getting all these dividends at low 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 taxes compared to what he would have is if he made a million dollar in salary so that's very important to understand 
Now, conversely, there are some people who like to trade the stock market and they like to get in and get out very quickly. But when you do that, that's called short-term capital gains. So if you hold an investment for one year or less, that's a short-term capital gain. If you hold an investment for one year or more, it's a long-term capital gain, which is taxed at 15 or 20%. Now, if you're a day trader or a very active investor who is bobbing and weaving in and out of the market, you actually pay ordinary income tax bracket on your gain or loss. So depending upon your level of income, you could be in the 35, 30% tax bracket. And if you're trading, you're short-term capital gains are going to be done at 35%. Whereas a long-term investor like Warren Buffett uh, is going to only pay taxes at 15 or 20%. So there's a huge difference that you need to make up for in your performance on your underlying trading in order to make up for the difference in taxes on that gain. So you are incentivized to be a long-term trader. And by being a short-term trader, you're gonna actually be punished by the tax code. And that means you gotta perform significantly better than somebody who has a long-term investment outlook in a long-term investment plan. So you can see that being a long-term investor, having a business that produces cash flow, having a business that produces dividends are gonna treat you more favorably than fast money and employment money. Now, another area of investment income that I think is important for you to understand, which a lot of people have, a lot of people don't understand this, and a lot of our clients do, and they do it very well, is real estate income. And basically, this is income that you earn from renting out a property that you own. So in the ideal case, you own a piece of property, you have tenants who pay you money, and you generate cash flow when your rental income exceeds all of the expenses of operating the property, maintenance, utilities, license fees, property management, vacancy, and the like, as well as your financing costs. But what's very powerful about real estate, it has certain tax benefits, such as depreciation. Depreciation is a non-cash charge that reduces your taxable income. So in many cases, you can actually generate cash, have real estate income that exceeds the expenses and exceeds your mortgage payment, and that income gets paid to you and there's no taxable income. You don't actually pay tax on that in the initial years of ownership. Now, many of these real estate limited partnerships and people that invest in real estate typically put around one third down on the property. Like a typical homeowner might put 20% down. It's very tax efficient for uh, investment real estate firm to put, call it 30% down. And the appreciation is tax free until you sell it. And many, and in many cases, the cash flow is offset. The income is offset by depreciation. So you might be generating a six percent yield on your investment and paying very little tax. Now, over time, your taxable income will rise as your rental income grows and your depreciation stays constant, but it's very, very favorable. And this is why many of the most wealthy people own real estate as a significant part of their wealth as or as their primary business because it has very favorable tax treatments. And so... I think it's very important for you as somebody who's looking to create wealth is when you're first starting off, you want to have earned income. 
Yes, it's taxed in the highest tax bracket, but you want to figure out how to convert that income to savings. And then that savings can be used to start your own business or invest in these other income streams, whether it's real estate, stocks, bonds, or other business entities. This allows you to take your money from one bucket of high tax and reinvest it in a lot more tax efficient income streams. And so in future episodes, we're going to discuss in more detail all the wonderful benefits uh, of investing in real estate. But it's really important for you to now grasp the differences in taxes between these different re- different income streams. Earned income, taxes highest 30 to 7%. If you're a short-term investor, taxes highest 37%. If you own a business, you will not be paying payroll tax on your profit. You will get a 20% lower tax rate, a, a 20% reduction in your tax rate versus earned income. You get significantly more tax deductions available to you in retirement and tax-protected retirement savings opportunities. Then on the investment side, dividend income is taxed at 15 to 20%. Long-term capital gains are taxed at 15 to 20%. Very, very important. And your rental real estate income in many cases can produce cash flow and dividends without tax or very nominal tax because of the tax efficiency of that investment asset class. So you need to think about how you can structure your life and income to create a more tax efficient income stream because it's not about what you make. It is about what you keep. So I welcome an opportunity to talk more about taxes in the weeks ahead. As you prepare your tax return, it's going to be interesting for you to review what was your marginal tax bracket. Go through that. How much money did you have taxed at these lower dividend and capital gains tax brackets? Know those numbers. And then from there, what is the strategy to convert that earned income to more favorable and lower tax brackets? I welcome the opportunity to talk more about that. If you want to discuss your strategy and wealth creation strategy and wealth building strategy and how taxes can play a major role in getting to where you want to go faster, feel free to reach out. Matt at IlluminationWealth.com. You can schedule a few minutes to chat at www.IlluminationWealth.com slash schedule. You can find us at Illumination Wealth on Instagram and on Facebook. And we look forward to talking more about taxes, financial freedom, and making sure that you actually live your best financial life no matter what happens in the global economy. It's all about your personal economy and making that thrive. So look forward to catching up with you soon. Stay and live wealthy and be well. Take care.